0: Good morning, and welcome to our service of morning prayer on this, the fourth Sunday of Easter. We begin with some music from Henrietta and Tom. <laughs> Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord, Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We join together in saying the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the collect for today, the fourth Sunday of Easter, Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit,
1: one God, now and forever. Amen. The reading today is from Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to the end. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread And the prayers. awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple... They broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from the first
2: letter of Peter Chapter 2. Brothers and sisters, it is a credit to you if, being aware of God, you endure pain whilst suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, where is the credit in that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that free from sins we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd
0: and the guardian of your souls. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Our gospel is taken from John's gospel, chapter 10, beginning at the first verse. Jesus said to the Pharisees Very truly I tell you anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep hear his voice He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning everybody and welcome to uh, our service again. I want to begin by saying sorry. I want to say sorry to you all. I have until now been quiet, zipped here in my tent, peaceably behind the flaps. But the trouble is, I so disagree that our churches are closed for private prayer, tightly shut, slammed, barred and bolted. And I think someone should say they are sorry. No more can we kneel in dust-moated aisles and seek the sweet voice of God, as centuries of people before us have done, during plague or famine, or simply to quietly mourn a single death. These spaces have been nurtured, augmented, fashioned individually by generations of the faithful. And the arguments that we do not need them to be close to God, but true as they most certainly are, nonetheless fall like stones upon my ears because we can see from centuries of experience that we have always needed sacred spaces. Think perhaps of Stonehenge or Ravenna or the building of St Peter in Rome, not to mention our Saxon heritage here in North Norfolk. There are some who are saying that we are returning to the original way of the Church. Yet uh, this morning's reading makes me question that. The reading comes from Acts 2, verse 42, which immediately follows Peter's speech to the assembled people of Jerusalem. There is no gap. It's not hidden in an obscure sub-paragraph somewhere, but it is there on the very birthday of the church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, All who believed were together and had all things in common. Day by day, they spent much time together in the temple. They broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts. A distinctive feature then of Christian life from the beginning was being together, gathering, holding things in common. Now, Of course I do not think that we should hold services and certainly we should not expressly invite people to gather for that would be irresponsible. But is there a clear reason for closing churches that are usually open for private reflection and prayer? It turns out, you see, that we are more responsible than our leaders foresaw and I am not sure that the praying population would be any less so. We can keep two broomsticks from each other in many places. I've just come back from the pharmacy window at the surgery. We can wait our turn affably and have developed a penetrating fear of the outdoors that prompts us to vigorous hand-washing on returning home. At the beginning of this virus outbreak, several people, often those not regularly seen in the pews, said to me how grateful they were for the chance to go into our churches. Our visitor books' entries illustrate the support for open churches. Lots of people find our places of worship comforting. And again, I am sorry that they are not there today when comfort is sorely needed. Now we are constrained to be apart but there is something about the sharing expressed so clearly by the earliest Christians that is important. When we sit in a church we are there with all who have walked through that 800 year old door to sit by Norman columns those who carrying burdens we cannot imagine came to lay them before God. We share with the person who was there yesterday, with the person who was there but an hour ago, and with those who will be there tomorrow. In our Gospel reading, Jesus says that he came to open the sheepfold so that the sheep may freely enter by it. So please, could you in your prayers this week include a prayer that this aspect of the church's lockdown capital C and capital L may be speedily revisited so that we sheep may come into his house one or two at a time apart from one another but yet sharing deeply together. Amen. We join together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God Let us pray for the Church and for the world and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Heavenly Father, we pray for your Church in these strange times. We thank you for all the ways the Church has been able to interact with people and for your presence in all of that. We pray for a release of lockdown so that we might once again be in your house and meet with you. As we long to do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the encouragement we feel when hearing of countries where the COVID-19 virus is in retreat. We give praise to those who are working indefatigably to understand what to do, to develop treatments, and who are working to find a vaccine. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all those who are not staying at home, but who are working in a wide range of services and businesses to keep things going for us. We think most especially of the utilities we all need, as well as the food shops and the pharmacies. We thank you for all who are working and pray for their safety. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we humbly beseech you to comfort and succour all them who are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, and especially in these times, those who have been affected in any way at all by the current crisis. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Dear Father, as we focus each day more than usually on deaths in our communities, help us to remember, help us to believe in your promises of eternal life. Bring comfort to all who mourn. And in this benefice, we think especially of the families and friends of Chris Jacklin, Cynthia Thompson, William Wetherall and Alan Pentney. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, who promised us that, as your disciples, we shall know truth. Help us to hear your word and respond to it in our lives each day, so that we may indeed live together in love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. And now we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love, and remain with you always. Amen.